Being a professional isn't about the money you make, the position you hold, your level of expertise or fame. It's the motivation and the attitude you bring to your work. A desire for always learning and improving and balancing your creative output with getting the business done. Welcome and join the Creating Pros. Hi and welcome back to Creating Pros. I'm your host, Jim Nettles. And this week, I want to talk about one of those things that is an interesting and sort of shifting definition. And it's the idea of gatekeeping. Um, when we look back, you know, very traditionally, the idea of gatekeepers were the people that stood in between people and institutions. They stood between um, people and royalty, people and government, these sorts of things, so that there was somebody there fundamentally to to kind of act as that first filter. And, you know, we've all been there. We've all dealt with the frustration of trying to get past someone so we can reach the person we're trying to get to or get the information we're trying to get to, trying to get to whatever it is we're trying to do. You know, if we look at the publishing industry, the music industry, uh, if we look at a lot of the creative arts, gatekeepers were the people that stood there that were the, the first filters. There were the people that came in and said, oh, yeah, this does or doesn't meet our standards. And this is one of those things that we can often look at and say, okay, well, we have to be able to separate the difference between what our personal motivations and goals are and recognizing what the goals and motivations are of the company, the person, whatever it is we're trying to reach. And, you know, the function of gatekeepers, I mean, when we look at things like the big five, when we look at large-scale publishing, large-scale creative businesses, and even in trying to get into any sort of large business. There's always those people that are acting as that gateway so that they are filtering out to make sure that if somebody wants to reach someone, you can get that information that, that they need. So for example, let's say that I've got a book project and I want to pitch it to a given publisher. Well, if you're going big five, pretty much you're looking at number one, needing to have an agent. You know, we can look at a lot of the ways as agents being kind of an inherent gatekeeper, not because they're gatekeepers in and of themselves, but because they often have a relationship. They often already know how the game is played and they can help you take and tune what you're pitching to get it to the right audiences, to the right potential markets but they can also help you go through the process by which you reach and say, okay, this is now commercially viable enough for going to this kind of a publisher. And now I can take that up to those gatekeepers to say, here, this is something you should take a look at. And this is one of those things as creators that can be very frustrating. It can be very challenging to understand why does something make it in the door when something else doesn't. And so this is kind of the traditional view of gatekeepers. They're the people there that are stopping us from getting to our own personal goals and motivations. And if we look now at the way gatekeepers are viewed, if we look at how things are dealt with on social media, if we look at these pictures of how we now treat information and how we treat connections, social media has created an entirely different world. Um, the online environment has created an entirely different world. Email has created an entirely different world. You know, in the past, for me to reach someone, um, and I'm going to go back 30 years, I sent a letter. 
I would have to put something physically in writing and send it. And there were a lot of potential stops in between the time that that information might or might not ever reach the person I'm trying to get it to. Now, if I have somebody's email address, I can send it directly to them. If I have somebody's social media following, their Twitter account, their, you know, their Facebook account, whatever else, I can reach that person directly in a way that I couldn't before. Now, depending on who it is and where they're at, a lot of that is still going to be monitored and managed by somebody other than that person themselves. But a lot of the time, it is actually that person managing their social media presence, their email, and actually watching and, and managing these sorts of things. And so one of the first big changes we've seen is this idea that people are not reachable. People are not accessible. Are there still a lot of people who are not directly accessible? Absolutely. But most people are directly accessible in a way that they never have been in the past. So the next question behind this becomes, what do I do with that access? What do I do with information? What do I do with data? What do I do when I'm trying to make these kinds of things happen? And so this is where the idea of gatekeeping is shifting, where now there's the idea that everybody has access to information, access to data, access to ideas and story. And we have this idea and this question of what do we share versus what do we not? I uh, was going through some stuff over the weekend and looking at a lot of stuff going with people going saying, oh, should I gatekeep this? Which has now kind of become that slang for should I hold on to it or should I share it? And this is where one of the big questions becomes this. Information always wants to be out there. It wants to be known. It wants to be shared. This is a part of the human condition where we want to go out there. We want to be able to tell people. We want to be able to share information we have. We want to be able to share our stories. We want to be able to go out there and talk things through. <laughs> On the other side of this is once information becomes fully available, it loses some of that value potentially. When I look at this from a, from a so let's say, a publication standpoint, once something is published and made available, you no longer have that what is known as a first right of publication, right? The information's out there and available, whether it's fiction, nonfiction, anything else. But once something is actually released into the world, it's not necessarily the value of it changes or goes down. In fact, sometimes it can become more valuable on a whole. But in general, for the person that had that information, that had that knowledge, that had that experience, it, they've now given something away that was potentially of value. Now, sometimes it's the right thing to do, to share that information, share those ideas, create that discourse. Other times you have to look and know, oh, I have information. Do I need to hold on to it? And the idea of I need to potentially hold on to information um, or hold on to data, hold on to something that I've been told or something I know, something I've discovered can be really both powerful as well as something that can be very stressful. Because if you have an idea, if you have information, if you have these things and you're asking yourself, should I be sharing this with the world? You know, inherently, I know a lot of people that go and say, oh, well, the second I know this, I want to spread it to the world. 
Well, this is also part of the reason that we see a lot of things that are not factually correct being spread into the world. This is the reason that we see a lot of things that are not being understood correctly spread into the world. This is the reason that we see things often become a meme or a story or an idea, which the origins of it aren't quite correct. Other things are along the lines of, I may want to go out there and share something with the world because I want a story to be read. I want an article to be read. I want something to be seen. But the second I've done that, I have to some extent gone and said, okay, my work, my product here, I'm pushing this out into the world. And if I'm not doing it through the chan- through the commercial channels, then I'm going and saying, I recognize the fact that I'm now giving up my commercial rights. And this is where we see a lot of people going and saying, what is value? What is, how do we make things work? And the reason I see that this is becoming more and more important is because we are changing the way that we value ideas. We're changing the way that we value um, information. We're changing the way we value data. We're changing the way we value experience. And this becomes important because we see a lot more people. I've, I've had a couple of these conversations this past week as well, where the idea is I want to have experience. I want to go out there and just have that freedom in the world. But those goals are then in conflict with the rest of the things that make the world work. The ideas of economy, the ideas of scale, the ideas of value, of getting paid. And often I see there's this direct conflict of values between somebody going and saying, I know something, I think I should release it to the world, but then also not recognizing the inherent value that information has. Because if we use information and data, well and accurately and correctly, and we still use that in ways that we can benefit from it. When we do that, we're acting as traditional gatekeepers. That's not a bad thing necessarily. Big part of what we always lose sight of with gatekeepers in the past is I have, or if I have a job or if I have a relationship with someone else, Coming and saying, can you introduce me to this person? Can you bring my work through that gate? Can you carry something across the threshold? This is not only about you looking to get your work in front of somebody. This is also about the fact that it is my name, my reputation, or your name, your reputation. The person who stands in between you and your goals and objectives and the person on the other end that may be able to be interested in it or may want to deal with it or may want to connect with it. Part of the value then is as a gatekeeper, when you're standing in that position is I'm only going to carry those things that seemingly are a good fit across the threshold because that then creates more value, both of myself with the person that's interested in the information or the product, or whatever the case may be. So again, let's say that I want to get a book into a publisher's hands. Having a relationship with an acquisitions editor, having a relationship with an agent, having a relationship with those parties that help bring these things into light, 
being able to have that relationship and walk up to the gate and hand them something and say, here you go. Is this something that's a good fit? If you flood them with everything, then you're giving them nothing because they can no longer trust what you're putting in their hands. However, if you're doing a good job of vetting what you put into somebody's hands as in, in that position, yes, are you potentially gatekeeping? Are you potentially holding something back that they may want? Sure, it could happen. But at the same time, I'm also not flooding them with the stuff that they don't want, don't need to see, which means that there's still a level of trust between us. This is where I think we're getting stuff lost in the idea of how we treat gatekeeping in the larger world now, how we're looking at the term, is the idea that am I looking at the information? Am I looking at the value of the information? Am I considering how it will affect people? And am I considering what those values are before I give it to the audience, before I give it to the other person? Because it's not only the value of the information that I think that I'm putting out there, it's also my name, my reputation. And if this turns out to not be a good fit, how many times can I do that before somebody stops trusting what I have to say? This is one of those things I think is becoming important because social media, if we look at the proliferation of tools, technologies, and the ability to run things out there and drop them into the wider world, what a lot of people are losing is that idea of the value of their name, their reputation. I see a lot of people wanting to game the system and drop things out there to be the first to try to get out there to build a name, to build a reputation. The problem is when you do that, if your name and reputation then gets built because you were fastest, you were first, and you were wrong, then that's going to also impact that credibility. It's one of those things that people are going to come back and say, not pay any attention, not care what you have to do, not care what you have to say. So what do I think everybody needs to take out of this idea of the value of gatekeepers and understanding how these are changing today? What, what impact does this really have on everybody? Well, the truth of it is gatekeepers are never going to go away. However, depending on how we treat them, how we treat the environment will definitively affect how those gatekeepers treat us. Because again, reaching them, reaching those people, identifying who we need to interact with, identifying having an actual communication that says, is this a good fit? Is this the right thing for you? Is the way of opening doorways for the long term. And this is my, one of the big things I think we need to take away is do we look at things from the short term or do we consider them in the long term, long term relationships, long term values? How we handle that, how we look at that will have an impact on today, tomorrow and 20 years from now. This is where I see a lot of people failing is they're looking at today and tomorrow and not considering the long-term impacts. We see people being affected by things they did 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, and it's affecting them every day. And it's affecting them both positively and negatively. But again, 
when we look at these sorts of ideas, understanding how we build relationships with gatekeepers, or ultimately if we become gatekeepers for certain people ourselves, is one of those ways that we build value, we build relationships, and we build trust. This idea of trust comes from, if you bring something to me, is it something that's going to be a good fit for me? Is it something that is going to be a good fit for organizations I work for, for products I, re I reference, for things that I do? And are there times it's worthwhile to go and say, hey, not sure if this is a good fit. Want to throw it on the table for you. What do you think? Other times it's a matter of, I've got something that's ready for you to go. What do you think? But at the end of the day, one of the big challenges here is this idea that we're losing value over information. And because we're losing that value over information, valuable information is getting lost in the process. We are not paying attention to things that can impact us greatly. As creators, as small business owners, one of the things that is going to impact all of us tremendously over the next few years is largely going to be the economic situation because we're seeing every small business, every large business, every mega corporate entity doing the same things. They're expecting that there's going to be an economic shift and an economic turn, turn down. We're expecting that we're going to see more problems in supply chain. We're expecting that we're going to have a lot of problems in money, money supply, and interest rates. And I can hear some of you right now going, why does this affect me? I'm a writer. I do this. I do that. I do the other. All of these things affect all of us because they affect all of us. If I'm trying to market and sell books and deliver those to the marketplace, if there's less money available for basically disposable items, books, music, entertainment, things like this, things that people for the last number of years often went through and were very happy to grab, now there's going to be less disposable income for that. What does that mean? That means creators potentially make less. What does that mean to those creators? That means that now they have to find other ways to making up for that money. How does all of this tie into the idea of gatekeepers and the information we have available? Well, it's the people that look at the game from the long term that always survive and ultimately can thrive in these challenging times, these challenging conditions. Recognizing and acknowledging the value of gatekeepers and those relationships looking and understanding if you have become a gatekeeper for somebody else. That doesn't mean you're protecting a massive corporation. Maybe that's just the relationship you have with somebody else. It's a fellow creator, somebody that is in your creative space, a customer even, somebody you just talk to, a friend. Because again, at the end of the day, the most valuable thing that all of us have is time and the next thing that we have is our relationships, our reputation, those things that let us create meaningful use of our time and ultimately mean that we get to have meaningful lives and experiences. 
So the only thing I really would, would challenge everybody to do is as you think about things in the coming weeks, coming months, coming years, have the idea that you understand and respect the value of the relationships you have, of the information you garner, of the things that come to you, because that way you also begin to understand what other people want and what they don't want. And I do believe that everybody has an opportunity to be successful in the long haul. The big challenge I see are the people that want to game the system. And so as you go forth, as you're working on stuff this week, just remember, everything you do has a potential to have greater impact than you'll ever know or you'll ever see. And your relationships with other people don't necessarily make you a gatekeeper. But if you value those relationships, if you value those friendships, those business relationships, knowing when to connect people and knowing when not to, knowing when to pass things on is really how we ultimately can build those relationships for long-term success. And so until next week, this has been Creating Pros and I'm your host, Jim Nettles.